johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back for our Thanksgiving show. We got three NFL games tomorrow. It is another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Mike, do you know what's so special about today? I know. Today is a very big day down here I'm, in I'm, Maryland country. Why don't you let us in know Mar- what's is going a, on today? So I'm, I'm, I'm in my car, first of all. Um, had to, had to do dad duty, which is fine. Don't, I, I, that was born to do dad duty. So I'm, kids are off school earlier today. I'm actually in the carpool line while I'm on the air. Here's the deal guys. For the first time after 35 years of being in this business, where I used to have the exhilaration of landing at Las Vegas McCarran airport, opening up my phone and having all my apps go active. I am now able to sit in my office walk, be on my bike, be in the car, and now download six apps and finally not have to drive 35 minutes to the casino to make a wager. Maryland is like the other 29 states. It is like being in Las Vegas. Mike, you're going to have to control yourself. Hopefully, you control yourself with all these opportunities. Now you can bet the Ravens not on one app, but you can bet the Ravens six times at limit on six apps. No, well, here's the thing, man. You, we all make jokes about my my uh, lack of control, which is, has nothing to do with sports. And I, I, I don't know. Thank God Don's not on the show this week, but it's with horse betting. I have no control when I go to the track, and that's probably because I'm uneducated. Uh, I'm. I am not a sharp when it comes to horses. I never have been. It's been more entertainment for me. And I, I always try to, you know, manually have the, the eyeball test watching these horses, reading, you know, t- getting some tips from the local guys at the track. And just like sports, betting with my opinion has never actually worked. And what happened was when I first started, one of my first weekends betting was one of the first preaknesses. I was still in high school. Um, uh, we would all go to the track and I remember that first freakness I hit big and I was like, man, this is easy. I put out $20. I think I won 1500. I hit a trifecta. I didn't even box it. I hit it first, second, third, 
got it, win, place, draw, banged it in the Preakness Stakes. I was intoxicated at the time. Obviously, if I was in high school, I was not of age, but you know, in high school, we do some fun things. And boom, out the gate, that's my first story with betting on horses. I did not, I don't think I've hit another trifecta since then. Um, the late Brian Blessing would give us tips. That was more for the Black Eyed Susan. I think one year we actually did cash, but obviously I had to press everything else and took a loss as well. So, now that sports are here, it's a completely different game. I mean, I can't believe the marketing that goes into when a state that, again, because we don't live in other states, right? So we don't know what these people are getting hit with every single day from every angle. It's incredible. I mean, I know you um, saw that little piece on a on a news network where they were saying that these sports books are ba- basically going to take a loss for the next few years because they're spending so much money marketing, knowing that once they have a client, they have them forever and it's worth it to give out the crazy bonuses to be able to get um, basically as many new virgin clientele, but it's incredible. I mean, every app I open, whether it's a sports tracking app, I get hit with MGM, whether I go on Yahoo, I get hit I get alerts on my phone. Uh, it's on TV. It's on radio. I mean, you're obviously like you're probably getting hit left and right as well, right? So th- this is the thing for the listeners that are listening that may live in states where it's already that the mobile buy, the mobile apps were already uh, in play. We were one of the very few states where legal sports wagering came last year, but old school style where you had to actually physically drive to the casino. So a lot of people are thinking, like, what's the big deal if they're listening to this in other states? We've had this since day one. We were a state that basically did it in two-step process um, where it was lively. So this is not a big deal that sports wagering is legal. It's been legal for over a year. The big deal is that I no longer – I, unlike Mike, and we've had this big um, uh, difference of opinion, I despise going to the casino because I'm not a table gambler. Mike is a is a is a professional blackjack player. I heard last Saturday night from some yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, we we can get to that uh, in yeah. a minute. Uh, um, I heard it was a nice little run you were on, um, and so you enjoy that process of going in there because you do play blackjack, and um, you you I just hate it. I despise it. So for me, what's interesting is as while I'm talking to you right now, I'm not going to name. I'm not going to give free advertising. Everybody knows who these books are. They're all publicly traded companies. But this is what. What's amazing about the marketing, if you take a step back and you live in a state that, and you watch the television marketing, what they're basically doing is they're only marketing to suckers. Now, I'm not trying to insult our future clients or our existing clients, but the industry as a whole, it's kind of funny. They're basically saying, you're a sucker. We want your money. And everything is about parlays and boosted parlays and this parlay, and that parlay. And then when I'm looking right now, I see $200 free sign-up bonus, $1,500 free bet bonus, $1,000 free bet bonus, $2,000 free bet bonus, $200 free bet bonus, $500 free bet bonus. Do you think that they're giving you free money when they give you these bets? Let's talk about these free. I don't know if Dave's on the phone, but unless you're a pro, these these free bets are not free bets. People think that they're going to open up an account, 
I'm looking at an account right now, and I'm not going to name. And it says two free bets up to two thousand. Okay. Well, unless you know how to manage those bet bonuses, I'll let Dave elaborate. He's already lived this in Colorado for years. Those bonuses to squares don't yield any profit, unless I'm missing something. For the for them, just yeah. For the new square betters, they just. Yeah, for the losing better, exactly. Well, I mean, they are basically free bets and free money. If that's your question, they are. But the question is, what the, the bad better is going to lose you back? Correct. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's the point. That's why they do it, you know. So I watched uh, yeah. on a financial news network, they said, I'm not going to name which sports book, but they said the number one marketing sports book in dollars is going to be running at a negative profit till 2025 in customer acquisition. So for me, it seems like it's over. I don't know how it is in Colorado anymore, Dave. Here it's ridiculous. Every single channel, no matter what, is a sports betting commercial. Every commercial on the radio is a sports betting commercial. Every time I open up Twitter, it's a sports betting ad. Every time I go to Google, there's a banner of a sports betting ad. I mean, it is, is it still that crazy in Colorado or is the marketing died down? You don't see it yeah, or maybe no, you don't yeah, even notice on, it. Yeah, it's on buses and every, everywhere. Games, yeah, TV, it's everywhere. It's pretty crazy how much they spend, yeah. Yeah. I think they said the customer acquisition is about over a thousand dollars per player, um, and like Mike said, they expect the whole concept is that once they have you, they're going to keep you, and then you're going to be a losing better. So for all those listeners that want to follow mm-hmm. that follow Dave on his Instagram stories, understand that the marketing is basically, if you look at it from a very negative point of view, the marketing is basically saying to you. You know, if you're a sucker, you're going to just make us money. No, they're not in business. They're not, they didn't want to be legalized to lose money. So you got to take the sharp side if you want to be on the right side and you got to employ the right tactics and the right money management. And, uh, you know, again, Mike, you're the one taking all these DMs on Instagram. So maybe you can tell, you know, Dave gets blown up on Instagram. You're his right hand man. You're taking all these uh, Instagram calls. I am not for the most part. So uh, tell me, like, is it, Tell me what you told me the other day. One of the biggest issues, a lot of these guys think that with that free sign-up bonus, they're going to have like $200 in their account. They can, they can follow the system. Well, it's, so it's the system is very simple. Dave does the work, you trail it, and you have to follow the, the actual protocols of, of following the correct pricing. So we don't the, – Following a system is is an outdated term. That's what handicappers say, where they say system or algorithm or data that they're tra- – at the end of the day, I've been in this business long enough, and I've heard enough war stories that none of that stuff actually works. The only thing that I've seen as a succession to making long-term profits and not going broke is following price and getting the best value. like. For example, um, I had a local account that um, I lost on the week last week, right? This is completely separate from what Dave does, that I'm, I'm tracking a lot of the the right price on multiple sports that Dave doesn't even do. I lost on the week. But what did I do as an experienced sharp? 
I didn't go into it with a negative attitude. I looked at every single game that was placed, and I tracked if I closed good. If I close good for the week, then it's okay to take a loss. It's just part of the game. If I didn't close good for the week on a majority of my place, then I have to start analyzing it deeper. So that that's the mindset that most gamblers, they forget about their losses the next day. It's like it's over. It's on to the next game. It's on to the next bet. And and that's just not the world we live in. I mean, I'm in a very raw market well, right now. Where well, let, 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 to interject, Dave sent a message last night. He said, nothing for me, guys. From from the point where he said nothing for me, guys, Dave's not going to just make up plays for his clients. I think I took 25 calls of people calling, flipping out where the games were the games. I said, we already put a message up. We have no games tonight. What do you mean you have no games tonight? There's two football games. There's all these NBA games. There's all these college men. Uh, sir, we have no games tonight. It's okay. There's sports 365 days a year. You're, you're not going to turn into a frog at midnight. So, I mean, like, that's the stuff that Dave doesn't actually see. <laughs> well, you yeah, never, you I mean, he sees some of it. He sees some of it through his Instagram channel, but people have this connotation when they, when they deal with, and I'll give an example in a minute. Um, people have this connotation that, look, I follow Dave. I don't have to start out with a lot of money and I could just be rich like Dave, right? Um, when I say that is when Dave makes large wagers and they constantly see those big amounts, they expect that Dave is bringing in legitimate you know, life-changing money where he's not doing anything else, which is absolutely true. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't work a nine-to-five and then trade sports at night. So they have unrealistic expectations. Like I had a client recently that finally called me back and said, look, got an account. I want to join Telegram. I have $500 in it. Well, and I want to bet 100 a game. Well, you can't do one. You can't do that anyway because you, you don't have enough bullets to be able to handle the full volume. Now you're picking and choosing which games you want to play and which you don't based on it. None of that's going to work. So I discredit it real quick. Well, what do you mean? I, I, I just want to build it up. That's the common thing that I hear is I want to build it up. Guys, whoever's listening to the show, that's a new client. I know you're for, if you're a repeat client and has been listening to the show for a long time, I say it all the time. So, you know, we're not home builders. We're not going to turn a little bit of money and hit a 20-leg parlay like you see on all these you know, social media outlets that somebody hit it, a 20-leg parlay. Like That's just not our business model. If you think that it's successful, I'm not going to tell somebody no. I'm going to give you my honest you know, opinion of that it's not going to work. But if you believe that you have a shot and you want to you know, be that guy, I mean, how many times before the apps I would go to the casino – and I would walk up to the kiosk and I would see 20 minute lines behind each person, right? The person would stand there for 20 minutes. He's putting in, uh, I'm not lying to you. And I think Dave has probably seen this as well. He's been around the business long enough. Literally 20 leg parlays for $5, 20 of them. It's taken him an hour. It seems like to put these plays in. And I'm like, that's what you're seeing on these social media outlets. People that are trying to hit the lottery every single Saturday, they're weekend warriors. They're not treating it like a business. So 
you know, and then on the other hand, I have a client that uh, recently became a new client to the show, to the to the syndicate. He's international and he's followed Dave for a while. And he said, I'm ready, man. I've, I'm over here. They call it, they don't call it betting internationally. They call it staking. He's like, I have an account. It's properly funded. I want to be on Telegram. I want to get the education. You guys are doing something that is, in my mind, revolutionary. There's not that many people that go into the extreme depths of constantly coaching, coaching, coaching. And he was a perfect candidate for a new client that I had a new, another new client, potential new client that's supposed to be joining today that had the, the mistakes happen to him where he fell into the trap of the, and I'm not going to mention names. There's a guy from Las Vegas that has really pretty Instagram channel. He drives Bentleys and Maseratis. He travels to all the crazy locations and tells you he's blah, got blah, 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 right? So he's like, man, it's like, I, I feel like I got duped and I feel like a moron because I fell into the trap and I bought into it and I won early and then I kept pressing and I kept pressing and now I'm in, you know, uh, I'm in a hole. Now he still has a bankroll and it's still pretty sizable, but he's like, I'm tired of thinking that there's a get rich quick scenario. I want to be educated. I've been following Dave for months and that's an ideal client as well that I don't have to explain what we do in total. He's been following, he follows your, your Instagram stories, which are a huge surplus for these guys. And they're like learning another language, but then they go, all right, well, I'm happy with the free selections that I get. I realize that's not how the business model works, but it's nice when they win. And I really want to be on the team and I want to be coached. That's the guy that's going to be successful. That's the ideal client. So, you know, for whatever it's well, worth, he, you know, I'm going to give him, I'm going to, I want to give him a shout out real quick. His name is Raphael. He's going to be a new client. Uh, I welcome you to the team. I know he's committed. He's just working on some things at the moment. Should be a client by the end of the day, but that's an ideal client, John. Well, and, and, you know, and to Dave's point, Dave sent, a, I'm reading Dave's message in our private group. We have a private group that obviously is for us. And he says, uh, lots, lots. Looks like a ton of interest. People are tired of losing probably and they feel like they're missing out. And, and, and that is the truth. People do feel like they're missing out. And the part of people are tired of losing. Eh, I think people, I think that, like I said, you have, it's almost like, it's almost like, like in any addiction, you have to hit rock bottom before you decide that you're looking for help. I don't think people are really tired of losing. I think people, it's like that old two for the money movie with Al Pacino. People love to lose. My, I mean, people love to lose. People get, I don't want to use, I can't use the words on the air, but people, let's just say people get that dopamine hit from losing that they don't get from winning. When you win, it's an immediate uh, emotional response. If you're not a sharp and you're not a pro, wh what's the next game? When you lose, you ruminate on that loss for hours and hours. Of how could they do that? How could they not do this? How could they do that? And so when you look at it from uh, more of a, and, uh, you know, a, an, an addiction point of view, what you actually see is the losing is actually much more fun than the winning for most people. What, what's amazing to me is, and then we're going to talk about three NFL games tomorrow and what we're all doing for Thanksgiving. What's amazing to me is, um, the fact of 
the the advertising is only geared to free money bonuses and parlays, in at least in Maryland. It, and when I go through the handle numbers, Maryland so far, just with the in-casino w- wagering, walk-up wagering, has one of the highest handles. It's almost like 14%, and that's before these apps went live today. So that just goes to show you that for all those people out there, unless you're doing correlated parlays, which David does in basketball, um, and, and had on certain football teams, but I'm sorry, not basketball, baseball. Uh, this is a, this is a lottery type method of wagering. So my, my, my last event on the legal wagering is guys, forget the parlays. No, forget the parlays unless you just know that you're buying a lottery ticket. And I think Dave can concur on that. I'm not talking about correlated parlays. I'm talking about seven-teamers, eight-teamers, nine-teamers, ten-teamers. When I say parlays, Dave, I'm talking about ridiculous, crazy stuff, 10, 20-teamers that people post on Twitter like they're hitting every day like it's easy. Yeah, I see all those on Instagram. So you agree with me, right? Forget that stuff. Yeah, no, that's – yeah, no, that that is (laughs) – I mean – but it's interesting to see it all, some of the combinations people come up with. But, yeah, they, some of the people hit them. But, yeah, I know in the long run you're just losing a lot of money. Yeah, they just show the wins, I know. <clears throat> right. So we straight that. We try to straight that more. Yeah, unless there's a correlation or something. But, yeah, just straight that. We got you guys there. Life is good. Hopefully we can pick some good uh, plays for tomorrow and the rest of the weekend. Have you looked at the board tomorrow already? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Anything? Uh-huh. Okay. I haven't well, seen anything. We're not going to, you know, release. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of posts. A lot of, a lot of posts. Stuff. That's what I assume. Games. Yeah, a lot of post betting. Probably the three... Probably fading all three of the moves from what I've seen. Well, so let's go through each one of these games. Well, let's go through each one of these games. First of all, for the listeners, because they like to know these short-term stats, does every, does any, all three of us, I obviously know, do either one of you know the most profitable team against the spread in NFL? There's only one. Atlanta. Well, I'll give you the record, and then you'll tell me the team. This team is eight and two ATS. I just said Atlanta. I didn't, it's not it. I, well, Am no, I wrong? That's, that's not it. Not even close. Um, Eighty. So this really? team is eight and two. Eighty percent against the spread is only not covered two games. Who is that team? Don't look it up um, on Google. Minnesota. <clears throat> All right, I'm out of bullets shot. here. Oh, the Eagles? No, they have one. No, sorry. No. Yeah, I'll give you one more chance. Eagles, by the way, are 5-5 five and five against the spread. They're a flat 50%. The number one team against the spread is the Tennessee Titans, 8-2 against the spread. And let's talk about what is the worst team against the spread. This team is 2-8. and eight. Actually, two seven and one. They've only covered two games. Let's see if you guys can figure that Green Bay. out. Green Bay. Uh, nope, they're actually four and seven. 
Is somebody's two and eight against the spread? Yes. The Rams? I don't know. That's it. You did it. The Rams. Bing, 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 bing. Lucky the, the the register. Send the man over to the register to cash him out, please. You are right. <laughs> the Rams have only covered two games. They're the worst team in all of football against the spread. The runner-ups that have only covered three games are the Denver Broncos, three and seven, Jacksonville, three and seven, Tampa Bay, three and seven. Technically three, six and one, but you know, in terms of that. Um, and let's talk about your Baltimore Ravens. Your Baltimore Ravens, Mike, are four, five, and one against the spread. Yeah, we, we, I'm not too worried about that. The team started off extremely cold with losing fourth quarter leads, three blow up games, games that in, in a normal NFL setting usually are, I never like to call anything a short thing, but when you're up that heavy, at home, especially on two different occasions, for you not to even pull out a W is extreme. For them to obviously not cover, obviously that's a little bit difficult because they were a favorite on both of them. But at the end of the day, man, the the teams that I like really pressing and, and really focusing on going into the colder months are the teams that are healthier right now, teams that are coming off buys. I mean, seeing that scenario time and time again, that people fall in love with a team because they had a start to the season that they're covering heavy. I mean, obviously price matters the most, but obviously I still have other indicators that I follow along with the price. But certain teams that, like, for example, I'll, I'll give you a pick for tomorrow, and that's my pick for, you know, I'll give my one pick for the week. Minnesota. I love at home. I think there's an overreaction where they're under three that you could get them right now. There's an overreaction there uh, with Dallas coming in there and smoking them. They're not going to, it's going to, it's a big game. I don't think the Patriots are that good. They just squeaked out a game strictly on defense last week. Uh, I think it's, it, they're going to be outmatched. I could see easily Minnesota getting winning by seven in this game at home as the late game tomorrow night. Um, again, it's an overreaction, in my opinion. I, I like the price. I like getting under three. If I could find yeah. it, minus two and a half, minus 105 anywhere, I'm definitely pressing the trigger. I, I don't think it's going to go higher. I could see the the public leaning toward the Patriots. So um, maybe. I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a weird game because everybody saw what Minnesota did last week, and they, they could be saying they're overrated. I just don't believe that by any means. So for my yeah, pick no, that's a solid pick. out of the three, yeah. I like I like Minnesota. So real quick to back to Dave. Real quick back to Dave. That was like hitting the roulette, the number on the roulette wheel almost. I think it's thirty five the one odds on the roulette wheel. There's thirty two NFL teams. So I'm just a little curious. How did you come up with the Rams that quick? Because that's like hitting the number on a roulette table. I mean that was quick. Because they suck. They haven't covered anything. <laughs> And they started all really good. John, I mean, the team is, they, they came out the gate as a defending Super Bowl champion. But that's not that you have to, if usually a team that is struggles against the spread is a team that was supposed to be extremely good that didn't win. 
and still is not winning. Usually that's the case. That's why I picked Green Bay, and I was a little off. They're four and seven. Teams that are, you know, marked as really good teams from the start of the season that are just not, um, usually that's the case. They're, that they're the ones that struggle against the spread at the end of the year. I mean, that's, that's notorious. Just because you're a bad team doesn't mean you're a bad team against the spread. If you're already bad from the start, that's already accounted for in the number. But if you're a team that's supposed to do something this year and be at top of the division what is and the, you're, what is you the record? Up, uh, what is the straight-up record on the Rams? I didn't even look. They're awful. Seven? Not sure. They're awful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty bad. And uh, how about Seattle? Works, John. Six and four against the spread. Exactly. So a team that wasn't be supposed happy. to be good. Yeah, a team that wasn't no, supposed to be good. That is good. <laughs> it, it helps the record. No, he didn't care. They weren't supposed he to be good at all. After that, nobody cares. About, he doesn't care about that against the spread. I don't. He doesn't even. Really no, I get it. But yeah, he's, he's well, they're six and they're they're top of the division. That's what they care about. I know he's happy. Yeah, it's impressive. If I got it right here. Rams are three. Rams are three and seven. So it's interesting. Back to the spread versus the win record. Uh, Houston is one eight and one, so they are the worst team in all of in uh, NFL. And Philadelphia is nine and one. And then when you switch that and you go down to Philadelphia is nine and one, so the line makers are right on them. Five and five ATS on a team that's nine and one. And the Houston Texans, which are one and eight and one against the spread, are just for the listeners four five and one against the spread. So don't add back to your guys' point. Don't let the win loss record think it has anything to do with the point spread. Because well, if it, you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan, you're just juicing out, right? Well, no, I mean it. It doesn't for that exact reason. The odds makers, what the odds makers can't control, are teams that are supposed to be good value wise in the beginning of the season that end up stinking. So nobody predicted that the Rams would be three and seven this far in the season. Nobody could have ever predicted that. So the odds makers would never make them huge dogs out the gate. I mean, even after Tampa Bay overreaction, that was week one overreaction. Let's see if we could, you know, if they'll bounce back and they haven't really bounced back all year, they've just progressively gotten worse. So, you know, this is the, this is the style, you know, it's different from a sharp standpoint, like, and I always bring up this analogy with Cleveland Brown years ago. Cleveland was never good to begin with. They just consistently got double-digit points. So in that in that sense, you're probably well, going to, regardless, their auto bet, like Dave did in years past, because the value to a double-digit dog in the NFL is is, is incredible. So well, back to the team that's one and eight. They're, back to the team that's one and eight. I'm, I'm assuming, Dave, and you'll let me know if I'm wrong. There's going to possibly be a Houston Texans plus 13 at post, if, or definitely if it goes to 14. Just the square spot yeah, would so, be to take yeah, Miami, correct? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, seems um, good. Is Philadelphia playing this week? Oh, yes, they are. They are minus seven hosting Green Bay. And this is the Sunday night game. So, uh, again, it already opened at six and went to seven. But, again, that's probably square money. I mean, you know. Because who knows, you know, Green Bay. Green Bay is kind of weird. The three games that they've covered, they were all, they were I think underdogs in most of them. But let's talk about uh, tomorrow, and then we'll get into some other stuff. 
So my complimentary selection tomorrow is I'm going to take Detroit plus nine and a half. Again, I don't know what Dave's on. Obviously, we always defer with what Dave's on in the NFL. But uh, to me, another square spot just to take Buffalo on the road, almost laying double digits. I would love to get 10 at post. And the cool thing is tomorrow I'll be able to check six apps simultaneously at post, which I wasn't able to do last Thursday. Yeah, a lot of them aren't on the screen yet uh, on Don Vest. So, yeah, but like you said, you can just still check them all. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the contrarian side. So, hopefully, there was some 10s. Hopefully, 10s pop back up. Yeah, everyone will be rolling with you probably on that one that that wins. And, and, and what way. about this uh, America? Now, what about the overreaction of Dallas just winning 40 to 3? Typical spot yeah. for the squares. They'll come. They'll just pound Dallas, yeah. right? And yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, no, it's three. It's three standard spots tomorrow. Nothing too hard to think about. It's three. Yeah, it's. I mean, everybody solid knows it's Detroit Giants and Minnesota at post. Nothing to overthink there. And uh, do you like personally ten and pick? <laughs> Right. And do you personally uh, watch any of these Thanksgiving games or are you kind of just out and about doing your thing with the family or whatever? Well, I mean, wherever I go, probably they'll have them up. You know, like somebody will be watching wherever I go, I think. I'm not sure, but yeah, I'll I'll probably pick Buffalo for my survivors. So I'll probably have to root for the middle there. Ah, got it. How many how yeah, many people are like the survivor right now? There's like there's like seventy. That was a big run back last week, huh? <laughs> yeah. Sure was. Did you watch that live or no? Yeah, we were because we always I watch the games when they're all ending. Just don't really watch it till then. Got it. Yeah, we saw that. It was pretty fun watching that. But, yeah, hopefully no sweat tomorrow. Well, I mean, I'll have Detroit plus 10, so. And, Mike, I got to tell you, I'm going to give out a second complimentary selection. I got to take Jacksonville at home plus four. I'm I'm not. Listen. It's That's a team that could easily stum the Ravens. I'm not I have been in recent years. I've been pretty confident. I've done very well betting on or against them. This year has been extremely difficult. Um, I haven't really played them. I, the only game I played, I think, in recent memory, I've taken off like three, four weeks because just didn't have a feel, and the price was wrong or the price was right on it. I didn't feel any anything toward it last week. I love the under. That's something that I actually played on Tuesday, and I got forty two. Dave was actually on the same game as well. That was, I mean, seeing, he liked it based on price. I saw the forecast. I mean, it was supposed to be the windiest day here, period, in in recent years. The way that the stadium is now, um, the the way that they designed it originally, they made the, and nobody, unless you're, you know, you're in Maryland or you know this type of stuff would know this, but here they extended the the jumbotrons on both sides 
Well, by extending the jumbotrons, it created a, only a little valley, a little hole for the wind to come in or out of the bowl. The rest of the bowl was completely closed. So once the wind got in the stadium, there was no way for it to get out. So because of that, it be, creates this wind tunnel in the stadium and the wind swirls like crazy, which on extreme windy days becomes very hard to throw the ball consistently, very hard to, unless you're running the ball really well, score points. So based on that analytics that I knew, I guess you can call it an inside information from an insider. It's, but in reality, I'm just a, a nut of the Ravens and I know weird stuff, right? Yeah, I so, you dug deep um, on that one. I was like, wow, you're talking yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the price was right. So, guys, we're really going to be launching under. a new subscription service. If you want to know the weather and which way the wind is moving in and out of the Ravens Stadium, you call Mike at the office <laughs> when we get each Saturday, Sunday morning, before the, the his Mike will give you the weather report, and he'll supply you with the overs and unders. I mean, that, honestly, Dave, I agree with you. That was amazing. That was deep. I didn't even know that, and I live here. <laughs> Yeah, and I told everybody. I said, "Man, bet the under. You're going to get a good price. Forty two is a really good number, especially at at the the vig that we had it out as well early in the week." But that's that's some of the layers that you get dealing with us. We're not in. I didn't say that this game was a the game they can't lose, the game of the month. I, I didn't have any more emphasis on them than I did any other play. Did I like the game based on price? Absolutely. Did I have the added element of knowing some good information regarding the the weather for that day? Sure. But could have easily been a running phenomenon for Lamar, and he scores a ton of points, and, and the Panthers score points, and it goes over? Sure. It just, again, at the end of the day, we could do the right process going in and have the right analytics, when I say analytics from price standpoint, if we constantly do and we trust the process, we're going to be successful in the long run. But it, it, I give myself a little pat on the back for for knowing that type of knowledge. I probably won't have another one of those nuggets for you guys well, for the rest of the season. <laughs> I want to well, 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 ask you. It was really good. Well, let's just continue on that. A, ther- ther- a, cl- a client just texted me a question for Mike. He said, the to- and obviously he, I'll give out the records. Uh, the to- the unders are 93 and 69 this season. So 57.4% of all games have gone under. Mike, the question for you was, why do you think there's been such a lackluster offense this NFL season as a whole? Not just talking about the Ravens game, because it's been a very weird season with the unders. I mean, just every game goes on. I mean, I, I do believe. We still have time to turn that around. I, I think it'll be much closer because the odds makers always adjust. And I feel like at the end of the year, there's never, it could be the first year ever, but usually uh, by the end of the year, they'll, it'll be closer to that median of 49.51, you know, 48.52, something like that under to the over. But I mean, usually the, the reason for this style, it's officiating. Usually that's why something like this happens is they officiate differently. They go into the year with a different mindset that they call certain things and they stay consistent to it. Just think about this. And I know this is jumping around a little bit. Remember they, they had that crazy pass interference call for the new Orleans saints 
in the playoffs, and then they made a rule you could challenge the actual pass interference. And then a couple coaches challenged yeah. it the following year. It never got overturned, and not one coach has challenged it since. It's like these officials stick to it, They and it's how they're calling games. And then there's also a, a turnover where teams run different style offenses and then defenses get accustomed to it. Like they used to run a lot of um, wildcat where Miami originated the wildcat and it was something that was brand new. Then the RPO came in years later and then the defenses adjust. Well, this year I haven't really seen something new, a new wrinkle that I'm seeing a team do that's consistently beating defenses. So defenses adjust and because they've adjusted, it's, it's gotten back down to a lot more running the ball. It's not as much throwing it, scoring 50 points a game consistently week after week. And, and especially this past weekend, I mean, the one o'clock slate, the early slate, I mean, for a fantasy standpoint was awful. I mean, there's just not a lot of scoring. And I personally like, I personally like that. I love to see good defensive play. Like most people would look at the Jets and, um, Patriots game and there was 17 total punts. I mean, to most people from a fantasy standpoint, it's a boring game. To me, I love it. I love seeing good defense that comes from me being a linebacker in high school, only playing defense. So from my standpoint, I love that type of style of play. So do I know why specifically? I think the officiating, to answer your question, John, um, I think the officiating is the main component of that of how they call games and, and they don't let as many things go. Uh, that's usually the reason for that. And, and just the style of play. So, but I wouldn't be so oh, I, at the end of the season, if it's closer to that 48 to 52% over to the under. All right. And, and while we're on the air, just so you know, I knew that at some point they would start coming in Dave and Tina in Tampa Bay. Wanted to wish you guys a, a happy Thanksgiving. Dimitri in Boston, in Boston, Massachusetts, wants to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. He says he's been building his bankroll the entire season following us. Dave in Tampa has a question for both of you. Um, Mike, we already know the answer because you are Ukrainian, born in Ukraine. Um, you follow the World Cup. We know that. Are you betting the World Cup? The guy that was giving you World Cup games last year, is he giving them to you today? Dave, do you have any interest mm-hmm. in the World Cup? Do you follow the World Cup? I was watching it, but I, I, I've been watching it, especially in the gym here at, at night, but I don't bet it. Mike? I mean, so from a actual betting, I've been so busy with everything else, and usually the guy that, because I just don't have the bandwidth to do it myself, the guy that is actually, I was getting the picks from for, for a long time with giving me edges in, in soccer, says the World Cup is not a good value to a market edge standpoint. These subsidiary leagues are. The World Cup, it's like the NFL playoffs. Yeah, you might right. not get a lot of yeah. good edges because they're, they're such high-profile games. There's so many edges in secondary Spain leagues that the lines are softer. So no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I am in a few World Cup pools, Dave, where I have a pick 'em pool where we pick the winner of every single game. Um we have a team draw where we pick teams. My number one team that I picked was Argentina because I was the third pick and they have already lost their first game. Um but 
that it, it's been crazy, man. I mean, from a dog standpoint, which I can't believe that's not how you led the question, John, because I know you're just a dog better. If you would have bet Saudi Arabia yesterday or two days ago, I can't remember, that they beat Argentina plus 1,800. Now, today, Germany went down against Japan, another huge dog. So, I mean, that's usually not the case in group play. Usually, the, in group play, the better teams advance, and the teams that are not that good usually don't beat the good teams. It's, there's a huge differential. It's like basically saying, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, the Yankees are playing the best college baseball team. Sometimes just because they make the World Cup, even like the the host nation, the host nation doesn't even have to be ranked. They automatically get in the World Cup. So to see these teams that are huge dogs, not only tie, but to win is has been a miraculous start to the tournament. So I'm pretty excited. We yeah, have a I mean, big USA match tomorrow. What's the, uh, I have to look at the line, but like yesterday, I get money move alerts. Uh, recreational player moved 250,000 on Poland plus 221. I'm sorry, 350,000 yeah, on that. Poland plus 221 to yeah, win 773,500. And I was he on the lost. phone with Dave in Tampa. I know. And I was on the phone with Dave in Tampa and I was telling him, I said, you got to be careful of the draw because the draw is, is, Again, that that's the spot. Saudi Arabia wins two nil, two one. Denmark, Tunisia draw. Mexico, Poland draw. France wins four one. So yesterday, fifty percent of the games, two draws and two actual outright winners. So you got to be careful when it comes to the draw because you know, unlike unlike, and explain to everybody the other day, USA was up one nil, and then they allowed the game to go into a draw. How does that work in group play for the USA going forward in the World Cup since you're the uh, soccer guy? Well, so predominantly, statistically speaking, if you don't win your first game um, in the World Cup, you have a very low chance to advancing out of the group. If you win your first game, you're about 67% to advance out of the group. Statistically, in the past, again, it doesn't matter because every group is different. If you draw the first game, Statistically, you have a 56% chance to advance. It's that important to get some kind of point because you get three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. And if you don't score any goals in your loss, the goal differential, which may matter if the, the top two teams advance out of a four-man group, if you don't have a goal differential or at least you're scoring, it's going to hurt you in the, in the long run. So you know, the key is to get some sort of point. I know USA are not happy with, and again, they weren't the better team. They were a lower ranked um, team versus Wales. But now, I mean, tomorrow is, I mean, sorry, not tomorrow. Friday is a huge matchup against one of the top contenders, England, in the World Cup. And I'm just hoping, I, I would love a win, but I would just hope they could squeak out a draw because a point matters. And and hopefully they they crush Iran in the third game and get a three points. So I think five will get into it, and hopefully England beats Wales. So again, it's it's really cool to watch. I mean, it's it's on all morning. It's really on all morning for Dave, where if he stays up and the bars close at two a.m. at three a.m. would be the first game this morning. If you woke up at three a.m., there's a the first game. Then there was a game at. Uh, 7 a.m. 
9 a.m. and 11. So there was four games that started all the way from 3 a.m. His time in Colorado that they're on. And it's, it's, I personally love it. I love the different style of play. It's different than NBA, uh, NFL because each country plays different. Seeing the fans in the stands is, is just going nuts the entire game. It, it's a cool atmosphere. That's why I'm excited. Yeah. And I promise you, Dave, in 2026, come on down. Well, we're going to games in Philly. We're going to so, games in New Jersey. We'll be going to the games. So let for all the listeners, and Mike, uh, everybody asked me this, so let's put it out there. we got about eight minutes left in the show. Current odds are USA plus one, minus 125, or plus 489. The flip side, England is minus one, minus 105. Minus 175 on the money line. People constantly call me, text me, ask me, what's the difference, John, between plus one, minus 125, plus 489, or minus one, minus 175 on this 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, November 25th, UCA, USA, uh, England matchup. So run with the difference between the lines. That's, I personally, in, in my, from my handicapping and expertise in soccer, that plus one is the best value because you're tying up two thirds of the match. If they draw, you win and you get a goal also for a push if they lose by a goal. And obviously if they win outright, you win. So laying 125 is a good price because they, yeah, if you think, you're just gambling and you like to see USA look at winning out, right? Yeah, you're look getting really Look at the really difference. Good. Plus 500 worse, versus man. minus and a quarter. That's ex- I mean, the price <laughs> is dead on. That's what, There's no edge on the price. The 125 to the goal line versus the money line, that's the, it's a bad accurate. So there's no clear edge to one or the other. It's just do you, how do you feel as a sports better? Do you want to gamble well, and, and hit a, down a too. Doesn't it cut your variance Go ahead, down? Dave. Anything closer to even money cuts, cuts your variance down in the long run. So that's right. why that's why you kind of want to lean to that if you you know if you're if you're worried about the streaks. But yeah, keep going. Sorry. No, no, no. That's that's what I, Mike. So regarding these uh, major crazy underdogs winning outright, are you saying I should grab a piece of Ghana against Portugal tomorrow at 11 a.m. plus 800? Or Serbia plus six hundred against Brazil. Uh, uh, uh. I don't know, man. Like I said, the World Cup so far has proven to be unique. It's you got to remember when I I try I follow the teams domestically. So when teams play in Spain, they play with each other all year. You have knowledge based on the team and how they play together. It's so hard to manage all-star teams. The thing about you betting on the all-star game, yeah, in the NFL and the NBA, the games, they don't really play as hard because they don't care, but you're getting a mesh of good players put on one team to play in this one-month tournament. It's hard to get traction of how they really are. I mean, are they in good form? Have they been playing together for a long time? Are they a team that are just a bunch of all-stars from that play in Spain and England and France? in Italy, and then they just come together for the World Cup team. So it's just difficult. I mean, I know people that do it, but from my standpoint, I don't have the bandwidth or have the knowledge enough to give financial 
backing behind each play, but I'm happily a fan. I watch it. I have some action on the winners to get some decent value. I did not pick Saudi Arabia. I did not pick Japan. I wish I did. I wish I put them in a two-team parlay, and I would be happily talking about that, but I didn't. See, I'm Dave, just another guy. He's like a spokesman for the commercial. He's back to the parlays, baby. <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, for all the guys, when Mike said Dave doesn't work a nine-to-five job, so let me explain the life, the luxurious life without the Ferraris and all the nonsense and all the bags and the watches. What Dave does is a little different. I wake up at five in the morning every morning. I have a message on my private group. Two NBA games at 3.13 a.m. overnight to beat the number on today's game. So this is literally a 24-7 endeavor where he's searching for the best prices and the best numbers. And sometimes you got to stay up all night to get those prices while everybody else is sleeping. And that's why it's easier just to call us and let us do the work ride the coattails, follow us on Telegram. If you want the mentorship, you call Mike, slide in his DMs at VR underscore Mike Safir. Also follow Dave's stories at Vegas Ringers. Dave, I haven't looked in a minute. Did you get the 20 reps yet? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're, we yeah, got to, we got till 1231. We got to get those reps in. <laughs> I feel like it's never going to happen, but thanks for checking on me. I'm trying. <laughs> no, it'll happen. So I have hard. ultimate faith in you. It's so hard just to do one more. Like, it's unreal. You know, you think oh, one day I'll be, have a good day and do three more. No, it's not how the body works. <laughs> exactly. And, and it, it's the same thing with your mind. By the way, like I said, NBA, college basketball, people keep asking me, Dave, when are you going to start? No pressure. No pressure. When are you going to start firing on college basketball? Well, every time I tried this early to bet daily, I, I, I never had success. So I like to do it when at least middle of December and on. Got it. But I'm still watching it. I'm actually watching that more than NBA. I know that's random, but. That's nice. Um, uh, by the way, Mike, yeah. Towson State is 4-0 straight up. 4-0. 4-0, Towson, right up the street. I've been following them and monitoring them. I know the music is going to come on soon. So we all want to wish you, Dave, myself, Mike, everybody, a happy Thanksgiving. First game tomorrow starts Don't at 12 noon. Don't eat too much. Don't eat too much. But there'll be plenty of football, 1230 Eastern Standard Time. Um, and like I said, you know, it's funny because people ask me, like, what are you doing tomorrow? Yeah, I'm working. 12.30 Eastern Standard Time, Buffalo at Detroit, 4.30 Eastern Time, Giants at Dallas, and then New England at Minnesota at 8.20. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week. Good day and good luck.